Welcome back to another episode of Mood AF, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Nikita. Welcome if you are new here. Here at Mood AF, we throw all tea, all shade, and all offense, contingent upon whatever mood I am in that day. Um, and I'm gonna kind of run the show a little differently from here on out. I know I told you that last episode, but we're gonna handle old business, then we're gonna get into you know, a little new business. And then we're obviously going to get into all tea, all shade and all offense about what we're speaking about today. So a little old business. Um, first things first, I kind of want to touch on the last episode. You guys were super chill and like super supportive about it. And it made me feel really good. Um, especially all of the black women that listened to it. Yes, because that is the intended audience, obviously. Um, I know this is like my first episode back with new hair (laughs) um yeah I kind of get bored and change my hair up very often just because we're kind of in a pandemic and I kind of have lost my mind about like maybe like five or six times now um actually (laughs) I'm fucking with you um shout out to my girl Alicia at the hair artiste if you are looking for somebody that does curly cuts and curly colors in New York City um curly colors what if you're looking for somebody that does curly cuts and like super dope color great braids you name it um alicia actually cut my hair back in december 2017 when we were co-workers and we worked at the same salon um so she cut five inches off of my hair and then you know helped me transition to all of the lusciousness that is on my head my hair is not dry Okay, it's not dry. It just has not been styled for the day because I didn't do much today. Today was kind of a little sad. I'm not gonna lie. Um, okay, so yes, hello. Giving you very red from Janet Jackson, the velvet rope. I had been wanting to do that for a long time, but I wanted my hair to grow out more. Um, and now here we are. And I know a lot of you like my hair straightened. I Trust me, I do too, but like, Yo, it was wild humid all last week. And like, I went to therapy on Thursday and it just said, and I was just like, okay, no. Mm-mm. Um, by the way, if anybody has any tips on like getting your hair to not bleed so much, like not getting, like getting your color to stop bleeding, please let me know. I can use all of the tips. Um, I know how to get the bleach off I not bleach I know how to get the color off of like all of my stained appliances and shit like that bleach obviously um so yes also in old business look at me I'm sounding like I'm running a college activities board meeting shout out to all my camp people if you know you know um <laughs> also in um old business uh I meant to touch on Michelle Obama's Becoming and there was like a couple things in the book that I definitely want to get into but like I'm gonna wait until after the election to do it because I know for some that's gonna be a really heavy time and I know like the energy is gonna be real different so I'm just gonna hold out because some of the words in that but not even some most of what is what is included in that book is something so like heartwarming it feels like a big hug um now new business so as we know we have an election 
I mean, I don't know, maybe you live under a rock. Um, I actually have listeners from Europe. So yeah, I know we went from being the laughing stock of the world to now you guys are like insanely worried about us because what the fuck? <laughs> um, unfortunately, we have a new Supreme Court justice, um, Amy Coney Barrett aka the woman that's gonna make us literally wear red cloaks and look like we are coming out of the handmaid's tale um so i kind of want to touch on something really fast so listen to me i know a lot of you saw my little cute story post where i said if you know you're gonna come at me and call me a sheep for not voting you're gonna say i'm this for not voting uh for voting sorry if you're gonna call me a sheep because i'm voting if you're gonna call me stupid and ignorant because i'm settling for biden did you hear what i said i said settle i never said i fully 150 percent support him i said settle um because a lot of you keep missing my point when I was like, oh, it's a win for black women to see Kamala Harris in a position like that. Um, I never said that I agreed with any of the policies and the shit that she's done. She definitely has to answer for a lot of that, just as much as Biden has to answer for the 94 crime bill. Um, I'm settling for it because I'd really appreciate it if I didn't have my reproductive rights being intruded upon. Y'all don't understand, by you not voting, that's you showing privilege. And a lot of you don't even have no room to be showing any fucking privilege because you you just don't have it. You saying that you're not gonna vote for Biden because he's gonna impose this tax cut. Bro, you do not touch $400,000 in a year. I know you don't touch $400,000 in a year. For a fact, I know you do not touch $400,000 in a year. So this shit does not apply to you, so shut up, please. If you care about any of the women in your life, like, please vote because women will soon, like, the first thing that they're trying to do is repeal Roe v. Wade, which I understand very controversial for some, which makes no fucking sense because it's not controversial at all. A woman's right to abortion is nobody's business but hers, period. Um, some of you are just feeling a little too comfortable and you're not pro-life, you're pro-birth. You understand what I'm saying? Pro-birth. You only give a shit about the baby after it is born. You don't care about the kids. Because if you cared about the kids, then explain to me why the foster care system looks the way it looks in America. I'll wait. Explain to me why it costs so money, so much money to adopt a child in America. I'll wait. Precisely exactly was i'm waiting for answers that you can't give me you're more concerned about a sack of cells right now what happens if your mother your sister your girlfriend what happens if one of them gets violently raped and attacked you are telling me that you want this woman that you love and care about to keep her assailant's baby did y'all not think about the post-traumatic stress did you not think about the depression, the anxiety? Did you not think about what might happen when that baby comes out? What if she does not want the baby at all? What if she just goes on a manic fucking episode and then decides to throw the baby in a dumpster? Then you're gonna arrest her and lock her up instead of just letting the woman have the abortion in the first place. Not every woman wants to have kids, okay? Let me repeat that. Not every woman wants to have kids. Some women have abortions for health reasons. The problem is you people that are so pro-life, 
um, keep thinking that a woman is having a late term abortion. Late term abortions are only used in like dire situations. It's not like, oh shit, I now don't want a kid at 25 weeks. It's, oh shit, if I have this child, I can die. I'm gonna die giving birth to this child or this child is gonna come out of my body and they're gonna die because their life cannot be sustained. Or they're going to be in excruciating pain. Now, how selfish is that? Oh, okay, because y'all didn't think that far ahead. Moving on. Oh, and also, by the way, how the fuck did we swear in a Supreme Court justice that doesn't even know the five basic rights that the First Amendment covers? Like, what is... I'm so confused. Okay. Thanks, America. So please, if you live in New York City, you have until Sunday, November ver- Sunday, November 1st. What the fuck is up with my enunciation these days? Anyway, Sunday, November 1st to vote. And I am strongly urging all of my friends to vote. Please shut the fuck up if you don't want to vote, you don't care about it, you think all politicians are bad. Congratulations, all politicians are bad. No matter how much we love them or think that they are great, once they go into public servancy, then yo, this is it for them. Like they're gonna become an evil person regardless, no matter how bad we don't want them to be. That's kind of, this is for like the Bernie supporters. No, some, not all. Some of you Bernie supporters keep forgetting that that man would have gone into office and like the same shit would have happened. At some point of time, all of our politicians that we want and we care and we rally cry for, they're going to get tainted because they are public servants, period. Um, And unfortunately, we have a Republican, majority Republican Senate. Jesus Christ. Anyway, um... Setup looks different today. I'm actually recording in my bedroom. Um, Yes, my bedroom is very plain, very mundane. And there is reason for that because I am the type of person that I like my bedroom to be as calm and serene as possible. I don't like too much going on because this is a place where I sleep. This is a place where I relax and I unwind for the day. Um, My living room, I really don't care. I entertain mainly in there, but like who's really entertaining in a pandemic? Oh yeah, Kim Kardashian is because sis just went and threw a whole massive birthday party on a private island. Privilege. Anyways, um... So today we are getting into all tea, all shade, and all offense about something that I'm actually really anxious to talk about, but it's something that I feel is very much important and it's something that I have sat with for a few months and I've had the time to process the information. I've had time to, you know, figure out what my next steps are. Um, I've actually been kind of grieving a loss, which I will get into. Um, But before I do, because this is a really heavy topic. um, Yeah, I had to, I know my wine glasses are astronomically large and rightfully so yes I know I'm supposed to hold my wine glass from the stem but when there's ooh, sorry but when there's this much alcohol in the glass 
for safety me measures and purposes, I will hold it like so. Um, so, I hate the fact that we have now used the word normalize so fucking much and we've killed it like roadkill. It's the most annoying thing. But I really want to get into all tea, all shade, and all offense about normalizing, not forgiving your parents for things that they have done to you and healing and what healing and growth and overcoming the trauma really looks like. It's way, f it goes beyond what people actually understand it to be. Um, people think that healing is so pretty and it's about flowers and daisies. No, this shit is ugly. Healing is ugly. You will cry, you will be depressed, you will feel like your whole world stop, you will feel like you cannot breathe, you, you're, you're gonna feel like a range of emotions that I really can't even put into words. It's one of those things that you kind of have to like experience for yourself. So I'm gonna take a sip and then I'm gonna take you on a little journey. For you, those of you that are wondering, that's um, Merlot. My favorite red wine is Pinot Noir. And um, I know people like to rip Barefoot, a new one. I'm gonna fuck. Barefoot began me hit. Um, but that's actually Carlo Rossi. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna do it the TikTok way. Put a finger down if when you were 13, you found out that you had an older sister that you never knew of um, on your father's side. And then you two kind of build a little relationship. And then like she comes to your high school graduation, you go to her high school graduation. Um, and, you know, she was 16 at the time when you met her. And then, you know, you go to college, you come home, your life kind of just essentially falls apart, but nobody really knows that. <laughs> and um, with all this being said, by 2014, you guys like fall out and you no longer have a relationship with each other. But then 13 years later at 26, you find out <laughs> that you have a younger brother who was born in July of 96. Did you guys have a second to process all of what I just said? Okay, cool. So the way how my family dynamic is, my mother is Guyanese and Portuguese and my father is Trinidadian. Um, on my mother's side, my grandmother, I love you so much, God rest her soul. Um, my grandmother had 15 kids and yes, one five and 13 are still alive today and my mother is actually lucky number 13 which makes her the baby so like when my mom be bugging out i'll be looking at her like you can't be dead ass because we the same person like i have the same habits you do i'm confused here anyway um my father was i think the middle child of five he has four other brothers and he had a sister who unfortunately passed. I believe she passed when I was like seven or eight, maybe nine, somewhere around there. Um, but my father's mother died when 
he was nine. She was a diabetic and then she ended up never going to the hospital, never going to the doctor. They sent her to an Obia woman, which for those of you who are not West Indian or um, Hispanic Latino, Obia is basically like a bruja. So basically a witch, put it that way. Um, But Obia is the West Indian way to refer to it. Um, So they sent her to an Obia woman for the woman to just like, I guess, mysteriously heal her. And she ended up dying um, when my dad was nine. So in the midst of her passing, my grandmother had sent two of my uncles to stay with my grandfather and then my uncle sent one of my my uncle I'm sorry my grandfather sent one of my uncles to go live with another aunt and then my father and his other brother got sent to live with my grandmother's best friend who ironically lives well I don't know if she still lives there but she used to live down the block from my grandmother's last apartment that she lived in before she passed so you you see how this shit is already fucking messy as shit right okay cool keep up because there's a lot going on um (laughs) yo this is fucking crazy I can't believe this is my life um so my father's father basically lived this playboy lifestyle rolling stone type shit which apple does not fall too far from the tree if we're being honest here anyways um and i actually met my grandfather when he was I want to say my grandfather was like maybe in like his 60s, his late 60s, early 70s, maybe even, yeah, somewhere around there, late 60s, early 70s. Um, But I met him when I was nine and like him and my mom were really close. They had like a really good relationship with each other. Like they were cool, whatever, whatever. And then um, like my mom would call, she would get a phone card. Remember phone cards before WhatsApp? Yo, I remember my mother always sending me to the store on a Sunday to go get her a daily news. I'd get myself a pack of nacho cheese sunflower seeds and then I'd have to get her a phone card so she could call my grandfather. But she called my grandfather and like they had their own cute little personal relationship and every now and again I'd jump on the phone to just say hi, just to like talk to him, um, just so that way I knew him. My mom's dad died long before I was born so I never got to meet my mom's dad and I never got to meet my dad's mom um as we all know I lost my grandmother two years ago and I still mourn for that woman every day um I will be very honest I still cry very hard for her I miss her so much that woman was the light of my life and a lot of you know me personally so a lot of you know that like that death took me down like I was bugged out for a hot minute um anyways so my father's father I met him in Trinidad when I was nine um and I remember looking at this man 
and I was like looking at him and I was getting so creeped out because like my dad and my grandfather look so much alike. They are like literal twins. And it was just like creeping me out because like he was looking at my mom and he was like, oh my God, Lynn, she looks so much like you. But then at the same time, I was like looking at him and then I told my mom, I was like, mom, he looks so much like dad. It's scary. Unfortunately, um, my grandfather had prostate cancer and it went undiagnosed for so long. And um, I think he just like, I don't remember what happened distinctly, but from what I was told, like some part of his body like swole up like, and then he died. Um, and I actually got the news as I was going through customs. So I was leaving Miami to fly, leaving Miami. <laughs> I was leaving Trinidad to fly to Miami. And then as I was passing through customs, that's when I got the news that, um, he had passed and you know being nine and you know just meeting him like literally 24 hours beforehand it was kind of like a, a weird transition it was a weird time it was like kind of hard for me to process just because I was just like wow this is somebody so cool and I think for me at that moment it just made me want to gravitate to my mom's mom even more because it was just like yo she's the only grandparent that I have left and I was so blessed and so lucky to have her for 23 years and I will always love her and I will always miss her I'm not about to cry right now because no mm -mm, not gonna do it I promised myself I wasn't gonna do it anyway um so basically back in August um I had received an Instagram DM and this person like the way how my inbox is set up like if I don't know you don't follow me whatever whatever it's gonna come in in like a request so I get this request and it's from this young man who like asked me basically if I knew my father like he mentioned him by first and last name and I said yeah what is this in regards to um and he was like great can I give you a call we have to talk about something so I'm gonna pause this right here let me give you like a calm backstory because some of you know and some of you don't well maybe like two percent of you know and 98 percent of you don't so yes, my parents were together for a total of 32 years, 32 and a half, going on 33. The day after my 19th birthday, um, they separated. Exactly. Imagine going to dinner with your parents 24 hours later. Boom, your whole, your whole shit falls apart. Um, this was summer 2013. I had came home from Canton. I was like literally just finished my freshman year. I felt like on top of the fucking world because I had started out freshman year like really like didn't know anybody. Everybody that <laughs> I went to college with ended up knowing somebody at the college, but I didn't. So um ended up becoming um a Delta Diamond, if you know, you know. Also then joined the college activities board went from one position to another position ended up ending off the year by going to um by making it as a what's that shit called 
I was vice president. Yo, what is wrong with me? I think it's because I'm nervous. I haven't filmed in so long that like, I'm like thinking about the bags under my eyes and this lighting and how it's not helping. But it's okay though. I'm gonna be a John next time you see me, maybe. I don't know. This is live from the crib. We're in a fucking pandemic. You should not even be coming for the way how I look these days. Please don't, don't, don't roast me. My feelings, fragile. And you see this ADHD. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> so um, I ended up starting out working college, the college activities board as a weekday programmer. So I was responsible for all of the weekday events that went on between Monday through Friday. Then I went to special events chair, which I was then responsible for planning Spring Fest, which is the largest like spring festival for the end of the year. It's like um, every big college has one. St. John's has one, you know, where you got the carnival and the fair at the end and the whole Ferris wheel shit, the rides, whatever. Cool. Fine. Q's has one. Q's Fest, I think it's called or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. So that I was basically responsible for planning that. And then at the end of that term, which was like the end of the semester, um, our advisor for CAB, she was like, yo, run for VP. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, shout outs to you, Omar, um, who's always been big support of everything Nikita does. And I love it. And I appreciate it. Omar, you are the fucking greatest. I love you, my guy. So Omar, who was an RA, then told me I should become an RA. So like, I'm ending my freshman year on a high. Like, yo, I'm a Delta Diamond. I'm an RA now. I'm about to be vice president of one of the largest student body organizations. Like, I'm fucking feeling myself, right? And then my roommate moved out a day early. So then when I, when my parents came, like my parents looked, they fooled the shit out of me. Like they came and they were like, oh my God, our baby, we love you. We're so proud of you. We're happy, blah, blah, blah. You made it. You beat the statistic because you know, there, there's a statistic that what half of the freshman class ends up coming home from being away, like at the end of their first semester. But I loved my freedom. Okay. Because living with the two of them and having strict and stricter, it was like, bro, no, me going all the way far touching Canada yeah no I knew you wasn't coming to harass me <laughs> um so yes I came home we celebrated my 19th birthday and then the next day they told me that it was calling it quits and I was just like oh my god what do I do <laughs> now y'all doing this now and um unbeknownst to me my whole entire freshman year my parents actually were not together so like they dropped me off at school and then they separated and then they came and picked me up I came home for holidays I came home for whenever I had like a free minute and like everything looked fine to me but then again that could be because I was staying at my sister's house shout out to my sister for always holding it down because coming home and living at my sister's was like the bomb like first of all I had my own set of keys I had a copy to her debit card <laughs> all I had to do was like 
text her and let her know if I wasn't coming home. So that way she could lock, like, uh, deadbolt the door. Because um, my keys didn't have the copy to the deadbolt. So I was like, oh, shit, perfect. Anyways, um, so yes, by this time I am 19 and I'm trying to process everything that's going on. Um, I then go back to school. I survived the summer. And that summer, I would say, was honestly the start of the deterioration between the relationship between my father and I. Um, because this man was, like, doing all types of reckless shit. Like, my son stopped coming home at one point in time. And, like, my poor mom was, like, trying to rehab herself and, like, get her own shit together. And then I remember me like nobody really gave a fuck about my feelings and like how I was trying to cope with the situation so what I did was I lashed the fuck out and I started doing all types of reckless shit like I wasn't coming home until maybe like three four in the morning I'm chilling in the Bronx and my people that know me you know you know you know I'm not going uptown unless if it's for the boys in the pinstripe uniforms on 161. Other than that, Bronx? For what? Harlem? For what? Like, bro, no shade, no disrespect, because I got love for the Bronx, obviously. Um, and I got, I got some love for Harlem too, but like, bro, I'm from Brooklyn. Like, we don't travel that deep. Like, you dating somebody from the Bronx and you live in Brooklyn, that's a long-distance relationship because that's a two-hour train ride. No. Not having it. Anyway, um, I remember one night I pushed my luck and I came home at, like, 5 in the morning and my dad woke me up, like, two, three hours later because he was leaving for work and he was like, let me tell you something. You're not going to come in and out of my house at this time and this time and this time and this time. And I was like, first of all, you don't even come home. So what are you doing telling me what I can and cannot do? Like that whole summer that they separated, literally my parents could not tell me what to do. It wasn't working. (laughs) I was doing what I wanted to do all the time. And was lying about it. Didn't care. Because I was like, nobody cares about my feelings in this house. So <laughs> fuck that. I'm going to lie my way out of everything. I'm going to tell you I'm here. And you can call my sister. My sister will vouch for me as though she always does. Because hashtag that's what good sisters do. Um, anyway. So um, I go back to school sophomore year. And October 2013, my father gets into a very debilitating accident to the point where he almost died um which would this accident and would then lead to all his other health problems and being the good daughter that I was I only say was because I'm gonna get to that in a second um being the good daughter that I was I decided to you know come home like leave upstate altogether transfer to St. John's decided I was done with upstate I wanted to be home I almost lost my dad didn't want to feel that weight and that pressure on me anymore so I decided to just do what was best for myself and my family at that time now 2014 I have a falling out with my father's 
second oldest daughter and um that's when shit just kind of hit the fan and I was just like yo I'm done with all my father's kids um my father has a total of six of us that we know of because Trinidadian men are only good for a few things that's cheating lying and giving you pick me long eyelashes if you know you know anyway um so I have an older brother I have two older brothers one of them is on the spectrum um then I have two older sisters um this is not to be confused with my older sister that has my nephew that is my mother's daughter we have the same mom different dads we were raised together she practically raised me taught me how to read before I was two years old the whole bit she don't like hearing that half-sister bullshit because she don't believe in that and I don't either rightfully so um right so on my father's side I have like I said two older brothers two older sisters there's myself and then there is my younger brother whom I only found out about back in August so I'm gonna get into that um to clear up some questions no I don't have a relationship with any of my father's children at this moment right now um that is just by personal choice um my younger brother and I are trying to figure out a way to be in each other's lives right now without it being like uncomfortable or like awkward or anything like that um so yeah we're just navigating life we're figuring it out um I have not met my younger brother yet um unfortunately the one time he was here I the schedules just didn't match up and we just couldn't do it it's okay um but yes he my younger brother reached out to me via Instagram and we ended up having a phone call and you know it kind of just put me in this place because when he gave me the timeline of when things were happening it just made me feel so angry because I was just like how could you do my mom like this like my mom gave you a fucking how you gave my mom a house she turned it into a home she gave you the most beautiful gift you could ever receive and this is no shade to my siblings but like yo my mom gave him something so beautiful so smart so intelligent so charismatic so filled with life and personality and it was just like to watch this man throw this whole entire thing away I can only imagine the pain that my mom felt because that shit kind of like fucked me up hearing you know how close in age we actually are and for me I've always wanted a relationship with my brothers um the last time I saw my brother that is on the spectrum I had to be in like the fifth grade I think I was maybe like 10 11 somewhere around there yeah 10 or 11 somewhere no because I turned, I moved to Texas when we were 11 because I turned 12 in Texas. So I had to be like nine or 10. Yeah, I was nine years old going to do a lot of shit. Um, yeah, it had to be nine or 10 that I met. The last, the first and last time, not the last time. The first time I met my brother on the spectrum, I was nine. 
I believe he was 17. So a nine-year-old trying to process the fact that their older sibling is autistic is very much confusion. I had a childhood friend whose younger brother um, was on the spectrum too. So like I kind of understood it, but I didn't really understand it. Um, the last time I saw my brother that was on the spectrum, I was 13. I was, um, we lived in Texas at the time. And I remember like my dad had brought him with us with the intent of like having my mom keep me and him in the same house. And my mom was like, absolutely not because you're not leaving me here to raise a child that's autistic and Nick at the same time. Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Um... The last time I saw my oldest sister on my father's side had to be like seven, somewhere around there. Um, She doesn't like me. She doesn't fuck with me. Uh, She mainly doesn't like me because of the relationship with my mom. Um, She feels like there's a lot of, trust me, there's a lot of back backstory that I'm just not going to get into. I'm just going to give you guys like the gist to like put the fucking puzzle pieces together you guys are brilliant you guys are smart as fuck I know I know um but yeah my oldest sister wants nothing to do with me my second oldest sister her and I were cool and then we had a falling out and then yeah that it is what it is um sad part about it is that like I love her fiance now that they're engaged um that was her boyfriend now he's her fiance he still looks out for me as though he's like my big bro um you know and I loved his family too like her fiance's family was so great and they were like black from the south so the food oh my god wow delicious um and now there is my younger brother who is super excited to have a sister and I think that's phenomenal and I'm super blessed that somebody wants to build a relationship with me but for me I'm healing from all of the terrible things that my father has done to screw up my life um I called my dad to confront him about my younger brother and basically the whole entire conversation was just filled with lies and bullshit and um you know I was so disheartened because I've always told my parents yo I'm grown I clearly don't live at home and you know there's no reason to lie to me especially because I'm 26 like I get it. Life happens. I'm a woman. I've experienced shit. I've learned shit. I've seen shit for myself. There's no reason to lie and to hide from me. Um, The conversation proceeded to get really ugly. Um, He proceeded to attack my mother, her character. And if you know me, you know, that's my gal. You can't talk shit about my mom's without me going eight shades of fucking crazy, eight shades of nutso. Um, And I just remember having like the worst panic attack and like hyperventilating and screaming and just like being so frustrated and like 
knowing the fact that he asked me where I was when he was in the hospital kind of like took me for a loop because it was just like what the fuck do you mean where was I I left upstate and came home Columbus Day weekend I remember it I left upstate and I came home like I got a ride with my CAB advisor um because she drove and I remember her driving us down and then she dropped me off at my house because I remember uh this man left me upstate with a phone that didn't work like T-Mobile don't work upstate in Canada dub you only getting away with Sprint and Sprint service is gonna be choppy as fuck basically the only thing that works upstate like really well is Verizon and AT&T but come on now bread expensive we're not there yet we're still chilling on the sprint service and hoping that it works out (laughs) um so I remember like I had to order my first iPhone because he refused to buy me an iPhone which I thought was very odd so every iPhone I've ever owned I've purchased like myself so I went to go get my iPhone I like purposely came home Columbus Day weekend to get my iPhone and my mom um was like, yo, there's rumors flying around about your pops. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on. Cause by that time, my dad had like already moved out of the house and he was just like, he left my mother to deal with everything on her own, like figure it out. And, um, you know, my mom had pictures of me on the wall and she was like, she would stare at those pictures every day as a reminder to get up and keep going and keep going and keep going. She's like, I cannot fail because my baby is dependent on me. And, you know, for me, that shit just breaks me down every time I hear it because it's just like, yo, this woman really didn't even deserve half the shit that she fucking put up with. Like, I know my mom tells me I stayed with your father 15 years too long, but that was because I saw the relationship that you two had and I didn't want to take that away from you. And sometimes I wish she did because it would have saved me the strife and the heartache and the headache that I have now. So at the start of the show, when I told you I'm grieving a loss, I'm grieving the loss of my father. No, my father's not dead, at least not to my knowledge. Um, But I no longer speak to him. Being told that I was a piece of shit for a daughter, I'm a terrible daughter, nothing I do will ever be good enough for this man, was so disheartening because imagine you live your whole life to do everything to make your parents proud and make your parents happy. Imagine literally being a first generation student because your parents came here and you know, you have to prove yourself 25 times harder because your parents came from the islands. It's not like the situation where your parents were born here, your grandparents were born in the islands. No, my parents came here from the islands. The expectations of my life were exponentially harder because not only am I black and I'm a woman, my parents are fucking immigrants. So I have so much more to prove. And, you know, just having an older sister that did AP everything and like my mom seeing that and then me trying to emulate that and, you know, it just going on and on. So it was like, 
knowing that all of the hard work that I have ev- had ever done, while yes, it was for myself, part of the reason why I did the things that I did and I made the moves that I made was because I wanted to please my parents. And I wanted my parents to feel really proud of me. So knowing that, you know, me doing time at Complex was a waste. It wasn't a waste. Nothing I've ever done to help myself excel has ever been a waste, not to me. But knowing that, you know, you weren't proud of that. Knowing that I spent six months interning at Disney that you weren't proud of. Getting into St. John's on a partial scholarship, you weren't, like, that wasn't good enough for you. Moving into my first apartment, I guess that wasn't good enough for you. And it just broke me down because it was just like, being a good daughter is something that I really pride myself on. Like, I pride myself on being, yes, having intellect and, you know, just trying to be a really good person is one thing. But, like... I think I'm a damn good daughter. I think I'm a damn good sister, a damn good aunt, a damn good girlfriend, and a damn good friend. So when I called my mom and I was like, yeah, he said that I'm no longer his child. It was just kind of like a smack in the face because I was just like, yo, on my graduation day, you gave me like this big, the biggest hug and you told me how proud. I'm not about to cry. I'm so not about to cry. Because this is a person that doesn't even deserve me as a daughter. Like, I know he don't. I'm just, I'm way too good. Oh my god. Woo! Nope, not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Um, I'm sorry, y'all. That shit kind of hurt. Especially because, like, I see my friends and I see, like, their relationships with their dads. And it just, it makes me so sad because it's like, what y'all have? Like, I wish I had that and I don't. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, I'm, I make do with what I got. I'm super thankful because I have a mom that loves me and she thinks I'm so great. Um, I have a sister that thinks I'm awesome and... You know, she constantly reminds me that her and my nephew love me so much. And then I have the sweetest nephew that, you know, looks up to me and admires me and thinks that I'm the greatest person ever. I have girlfriends that, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I think this is the first time on the show that I've, like, cried, cried. Um, which is fine. Because here at Mood AF, this is a safe space. I had... I have girlfriends that... Think my drive is so great. And, you know, they're constantly thanking me because... I'm so energetic and I have, like, this spirit. And I have, like, you know such good vibes and I'm really supportive and it's awesome to know that I have all of these people that love me so I try to just like shift my energy and focus on that um but healing from this has been so tough because 
every time I think about why I can't progress in life because I don't have my degree, it fucks me up. Because I'm just like, yo, this man literally was in charge of all of my college tuition payments and he squandered all of the money. So I wasn't able to finish my degree. And every time I attempted to go back to school, I never had the money to pay for it. Because, you know, for whatever reason, FAFSA thinks that the parent that makes the least amount of money should pay the most amount in tuition, which is not so crazy to me. But all right, cool, whatever. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> there's that. Um, so I'm attempting to like go back to school, but I don't know how promising that's going to look because I'm due to the pandemic, I'm officially laid off. Like I was furloughed in April. Now I've lost my job and trying to get another job in the middle of a pandemic is very hard. And you know, there's mad people that would say like, go be a bagger at Target, like go do this, go do that. And it's just kind of like, I'm not strapped for cash to where I have to do something like that. I'm not saying that those are terrible jobs. Those are living paying wages. But for someone like me with the bills that I have, I have to stay in an annual, like a certain annual bracket that I need, like something that I have to make annually in order for me to sustain the life and stay on my budgets. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm not about to go take a part-time job and then like get my unemployment benefits reduced even more because if you think about it, um, there's mad people on unemployment right now. There's mad people that lost their jobs due to this pandemic. But with that being said, like some people aren't being smart and I need you guys to wake up. Please, for the love of God, if you are getting all of your unemployment money, go into your unemployment services and change your tax withholding because next year at tax time, you're going to have to pay all of that money back, which means you will probably not get a refund. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, please do the smart thing. Change your tax withholding. You'll thank me later. Now moving on. Um, so yes, because I haven't been able to finish my degree yet, I get so frustrated when I can't find a job or because the requirement is a fucking bachelor's degree. But then it's like, you look at my resume and I have a ton of experience. Like my resume, like th my degree, is not going to show you that I already know what to do on my resume. My resume speaks for itself. The degree is only going to show you that I know how to read and write and do basic math. That's basically it. My degree is in communications. Bro, <laughs> I've been like a receptionist and an admin for five years. The two don't really correlate with each other, to be honest. I mean, yeah, it just shows you I'm a dynamic communicator. Cool. Um, and now I know for some of you, you're going to be like, okay, but have you ever thought about maybe when you're applying, they Google your name and they see that you have a show? I'm here to tell you something. You know how I got not this 
not this job that I was just like unfortunately let go from the my previous employer part of the reason of why they hired me is because they found out I had a podcast I willingly disclosed that and then the man that hired me was like at the open house event and he like literally said he was like he said to a bunch of other higher ups he was like yeah and this is Nikita and she does this and she does this and she does that and you know Nikita has a podcast and that's part of the reason why we hired her because she's so charismatic and she has personality she's so full of life so please shut the entire fuck up my show what I do when I'm not clocked in is nobody's business because if we're being honest here the incels yeah they may have jobs but then they be on reddit attacking the shit out of people and being racist like on twitter and people see it and they don't lose their jobs so move around anyway um but yeah i'd be getting frustrated because it's just like yo if i had my degree then i wouldn't be in the predicament that i'm in but uh you know things happen so um after that painful conversation um my mom and my sister were there for me and you know they really loved on me and you know so was my boyfriend and my girlfriends like they were all there for me and you know they made me feel really good and just kept reminding me how great I am and you know all the things that I'm doing and how they're all gonna like work themselves out so I was okay Um, And I'm okay with that now. Plus, being active in therapy is something that I really pride myself on. Um, The healing is... It's a journey. It's a battle. It's not fun. Some days I wake up and I feel like I'm on top of the world. Like, nothing can phase me. Like, nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. And then there's some days where staying in bed until 5 o'clock feels so fucking good because my mind is racing at a mile a minute I'm thinking yo how am I gonna pay this and how am I gonna do this and how am I gonna make this jump and how am I gonna make this move and you know for living in a pandemic for the first time in my life as many of us are um and having my own apartment and still trying to make shit jump like I'm very proud of myself very 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 proud of myself um I know people we're getting evicted luckily I have some cool ass landlords they know my body they're not even trying to evict me like they think I'm the sweetest little gem and I am um also you know paying your rent in a pandemic I feel like is a big like it's gonna sound real classist so don't take it that way at least not for me but to me being able to pay my rent in a pandemic is a flex for me okay keyword for me because I mean I've been told so many times like just pay part or just pay some but then people forget you have to end up paying every cent eventually so for me being able to pay everything at one time super proud um I'm gonna have another sip of wine because that was really heavy what we just talked about and I cannot believe I cried somebody's gonna think I did that shit for fucking clickbait which (laughs) that means you really don't know me because to be honest 
I don't even cry in front of my friends. <laughs> like my friends can tell you how many times I've cried in front of them. It's not a lot, to be honest. Um, so yeah, this actually felt good. It actually feels good to film in my bed because I'm comfortable. Not saying that my couch isn't comfortable, but the setup in my bed as opposed to the setup on my couch is... A, one is a lot less work <laughs> than the other. Um, and B, um, my bed is just comfy as shit, man. Damn. Thank you, God. So, um, I kind of don't want to drag this out. Um, but, like, when I say normalize not forgiving your parents, I mean don't forgive them for shit that they really hurt you and put you through like some crazy shit like I'm not gonna forgive my dad ever and the forgiveness isn't necessarily for him or myself it's just I'm the type of person that like I love and I love very deeply and the people in my life know that I love beyond a shadow of a doubt like I love my people tremendously will do anything for my peoples but when you put somebody through that much pain and that much trauma it's kind of like how do you forgive this person and how do you expect them to continue on with their own life without any resentment toward you so when I see people saying normalize forgiving your parents because our parents have their own traumas. It's kind of like, no, because they're grown enough to know better and to do better. And you have to want to do better. And you have to want to continue to do better. Why do you think like part of the reason of why I won't have kids is until I am fully healed? I'm not healed off of the shit that I grew, I experienced growing up. I'm not healed from you know hearing my father speak to my mother in certain ways i'm not healed from my mother saying certain comments to me when i was younger i'm not healed from a lot of the shit that happened to me in my childhood no so for me how selfish would i be if i brought a child into this world and i wasn't even right with myself 150 percent not to mention our parents like we need to stop making excuses for our parents we need to stop making excuses for them oh well they couldn't afford therapy oh well you know they're nice to me now yeah because you don't live there because they don't have any control over what you do what you say and how you fucking say it they can't tell you how to live your life does not excuse the terrible behavior that they put you through especially when you've gone through something traumatic like Knowing that I have friends that have mommy and daddy issues, knowing that I have friends that have just mommy issues or daddy issues, knowing that I suffer from both, very hard realization. It was hard to come to terms with, I thought my life looked one way and somebody poured water on a fucking, on, on my life painting and then I actually started seeing the watercolor come off and I started seeing my life for what it was. 
normalize not blaming women for not having relationships with their fathers blame the fathers in that case because the same way how we like to rip on men for not having dads a lot of women don't have appropriate father figures and that's not our fault that's not our fault stop linking women not having relationships with their fathers to them being hoes us being sexually liberated and us not having relationships with our fathers, the two things do not fucking equate. They don't. Me having sex has nothing to do with my relationship with my dad. Me dating different people while my parents were separated had nothing to do with like me having daddy issues. No. When I was a kid, my pops, that was my main man. You couldn't tell me shit. You know how like some parents are like, I'll pick up, but I won't drop off. Yo, my pops was never like that. My pops would take us and he would bring us back all the time, all the time. My pops, we would go bring my mom lunch. If man's bought me a brand new pair of kicks last weekend, yeah, my son is telling me, put on them Jordans I just bought you. Put on that fresh fit that your mother just bought you. We going to take mommy lunch. My mans was making sure every week my hair was done. Not every two weeks. Every week I was going to see my girl get my hair done. Fresh. Braids. Fresh. This. Fresh. Yeah. Once upon a time, that man was my whole entire life, my whole entire being. Who are you talking about? Now? No. It's crazy to me because my mom called me after um, I got off the, like, I got off the phone with him and then I called her and I was, like, hysterical and I was screaming and crying. And then she hung up on me to call him and rip him a new one. Then she called me back. And she was just like, I don't want you to have anything to do with this man anymore. And while no, it's not her choice, I understand where she's coming from as a mother. And I understand where she's coming from, from a place of hurt. While yes, there are some things that I do believe my mother should be answering for, we're not going to get into that. That'll come for a different day. Who knows? Might be this year, might be next year. Who knows? But when it comes to my life now and where I'm at now, I see that my father was gone for about 60% of it. 60% is even being generous. My father was gone for about 90% of my life. He did the same thing to all of his children. At one point of our lives, he left us. And no, that's not okay. I think for me, part of the healing and the growth comes from knowing that he did the same thing to all of us and I was not excluded to it. I always felt like he loved me the most so you could never do me the way how you did everybody else. Oh boy, was I fucking wrong. And that's okay. I wake up every morning blessed to know I have a mother, a sister, a nephew, and those three will forever be, th 
that's me that's all me right there and I'm okay with that and while no my relationships with my mom and might not be the best and you know my sister and I have our moments them I will take choosing them every single day every single minute every single hour every single second over choosing somebody that told me that I'm a piece of shit you are half of my DNA And it's sad to know that the only thing that this man and I share now is just a last name. It's sad to know that one day when I do decide to get married, that I can't, I can never give him the privilege of ever walking me down. I could never give him the privilege. You didn't earn it. You didn't deserve it. You don't deserve it. Knowing that because of your bullshit and your infidelity, I had to lie to everybody my senior year of high school. All of my friends didn't even know what was going on. There was only one, my best friend at the time, she knew what the fuck was going on because I called her and I said, listen, this is what's going on. You're the only person that knows. People were going up to her the first day of senior year, like, where's Nikita? And this is literally what she said. All I know is that she's still in New York. Knowing that I had to plead my case at the Board of Education, their office, my sister had to take off part of her day to come with me and my dad to so I could go plead my case about why I should be going to a specialized high school and not a charter school for my senior year. Because in New York, what, you need like, a, I forgot how many credits you need to graduate what like a hundred and some shit some shit like that right in texas i think you only needed like what 40 credits maybe some shit like that i don't know the credit difference was astronomical but once they transferred my credits over to the new york system i had more than enough credits to graduate the only thing i was missing was a bum ass region not even one three i had english math and u.s which bodied us in English past math by the skin of my teeth. Don't matter though. See us get degrees. <laughs> so um, knowing that I had to take a regent, knowing that like what my living situation, oh my God, yo, y'all don't even know what my living situation was my senior year of high school. I'm I'm too publicly embarrassed. I would be publicly embarrassed to even state what it is, even though like, you know, clearly living good, eating better, salud. But, um, no, I could never disclose that. It was just too much and it was sad. Excuse me. Uh, (laughs) Um, I don't want to keep you guys too long because we're already, you know, dragging it out. And I'm sorry for the pauses, but like, I, talking about this is something that, it's so heart-wrenching because this one part of my life affected another part of my life with another person actually affected my life with a lot of people and then you know being in therapy for a while I've now become more observant of everybody's behaviors and for me it's just easier to lay low and like figure out what I'm doing and how people's behaviors affect me and like how not to react and how not to this and how not to that so for me it's just kind of like I rather watch you I rather see what you want to do because that'll always speak volumes I'm not gonna tell you how to move with me I want to see what you're gonna do 
because that's what you want to do people are always going to do what they want to do so it is what it is but um I want you guys to know like it's okay to not forgive your parents it's okay yo your mom is standing up for your trash ass stepdad it's okay you don't gotta forgive her she's trash too because why would you ever put a man over your child that shit drives me up the wall I hate when people do I hate when people put when parents put their new significant others over their children as though their children didn't like what the fuck whatever um your dad cheated on your mom ruined your life you don't gotta forgive him sis take it from my book I'm damn sure never forgiven that man it's not my fight it's not my battle I understand that it happens to my parents but I'm very overprotective of the people that I love especially my mother she gave me life oh fuck no I'll never forgive that man for that ever I'll never forgive him for depriving me and, excuse me, my siblings and I from having a relationship with each other. I will never forgive him for that. I will never forgive him for that. Because you know how dope it is knowing that I have a little brother, like, who I could have, like, taught so much about life, could have been, like, kicking it with could have been like yo let's go on vacay yo let's do this yo let's do that because my whole entire life I grew up as the princess I was always the baby I was always the last one I didn't think that there was any more after me like my parents would joke around and be like oh we're gonna have another kid I said over my dead body not having another child for what I'm all you need and here we are And I have officially blocked and deleted my father. I no longer have pictures of us in my phone. Um, I just don't feel that he needs to be a part of my life. And, you know, if I have kids, I don't want my kids to meet him. I don't think he's a person that deserves anything good. It's okay to also say that your parents that hurt you, they don't deserve shit either. It's okay to do these types of things. I don't want you guys thinking that like, because your parents did some crazy shit that you should forgive them for fucking every little thing under the sun. No, you don't have to. No. Don't forgive your parents if they hurt you. Don't forgive your parents if you, you know, if you grew up in an unstable household, you grew up with parents who were addicts, you grew up with, no, stop forgiving your parents for shit that they did, that they were well aware of doing. Our parents are fucking adults. Like they're well aware of what they're doing. And then the lack of accountability. It's the lack of accountability for me. It's the lack of taking ownership and responsibility for your bullshit for me. And then guess what? When you tell your parents that they hurt you, they don't ever fucking apologize. Nope, not with that. Now... I will say, if you choose to forgive them, forgive them for your own peace and your own self-worth and your own peace of mind. But don't fucking make that shit like normalized. Normalize not forgiving your parents. It's okay to not forgive people. 
I know my therapist is going to be like, Nick, no, (laughs) you're going backwards, honey. No, I'm going forward. It's okay to not forgive people for when they like fuck your life up tremendously. And then you forgive, bro. I never want to see you again. I think part of the reason why I love you guys is because you allow me to say what I feel and what I think with no judgment and quite frankly thank you for that because like I said here I'm Udayev safe space and you know as I say every episode I'm gonna make you cry I'm gonna make you think I'm gonna make you feel you're gonna come leaving you might have started in one mood you're gonna leave with another but um I don't want to keep you too long because we've been here a really long time so I love you okay please go vote thank you go vote um we'll have one more sip for the road my name is Nikita (laughs) thank you for joining me today it's always a pleasure to have you guys with me I love you guys and I will see you soon